When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the UK ice hockey podcast. We're in partnership with the Hockey Art Co. Hockey clothing for hockey people, worn by the best and hated by the rest. Listeners to Zero Pucks Given get a 10% discount off everything site-wide at hockeyartclothing.co.uk. Just enter the code ZP10 upon checkout to get your 10% discount. We are also in partnership with Manscaped, redefining the gentleman. Male grooming products that are absolutely out of this world. I don't say that lightly. I'm a bald man with a beard who's got a hairy chest and I always find male grooming products are, one, really expensive and two, most of them are actually not that great. Um, but these ones are absolutely incredible. You can use them in the shower. The The build quality of it is so good. It's got a good weight to it. You can shave everywhere, if you know what I mean. Won't cut yourself whatsoever. And uh, And I wasn't even really being careful. So, yeah, they're absolutely superb for that. Anything from manscapes.com, enter the code zero pucks, all caps, all one word, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping as well. Can't say fairer than that, really. So, from male grooming to someone who likes to make himself look quite good as well, this is Stretton Redhawks tough man, Brandon Miles. Zero Pucks Given in partnership with the Hockey Art Co. and Manscaped Male Grooming Products. Delighted to welcome Brandon Miles. How you doing, fella? All good, mate. How you doing? Sweet. I'm very, very good indeed, mate. Stretton Red Hawks number 10. You had a, a three-point weekend, as we were just discussing slightly off the air. Yeah. Um, not often that you don't get a four-point one. So uh, I think it was a home game for Saturday, wasn't it, in overtime? It was, yeah. I mean, I think we kind of needed it, to be honest with you. Um, needed humbling a little bit. Maybe a little kick up the arse, if you want to call it that. Mm. Um, obviously not good to lose in those situations, but we I think we needed we needed just that point from that game and then to win on Sunday to secure the league. I may be wrong, but I believe that's yeah. I think where if we're you at. beat Romford next Sunday, then yeah, the, the league yeah. is yours because Slough have now finished yeah. their their league. Their league is done. Where they yeah. finish is now up to Chelmsford and, and Streatham, really. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, not, not, not the most ideal situation to lose to Slough, but yeah, still on track. Do you think that's something you guys need, though? Because when I spoke to Milts earlier in the year, because obviously Milts came from Raiders, he was used yeah. to being just a goalie that gets fired at all the time. Yeah. So then being a goalie where you, you're you at the team that everyone's taking a shot at. Yeah. Do you guys need a little reality check every now and again to say, look, we're not unbeatable? 
Yeah, so I, I think so. When everyone plays against us, they kind of we're the team to beat. So everyone brings their A game kind of thing. You know, you're going to get most teams at their best on that night. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not a bad thing. I mean, the time of year and the situation we're in, it would have been obviously better to lose it in a different on a different weekend. But yeah, definitely has helped the girls to kick up the arse and a bit more motivation to win on Sunday. Yeah, that it was a good win down in Victor on Sunday in the in the Britain Cup, yeah. which is the yeah, Britain Cup's love, lineup. Love. You'd love going well, into Invicta and playing there. You, you had a little year there, didn't you? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go right through your sort of career and sort of where yeah. you played and whatnot, but you did have yeah. a little year at Invicta. Yeah, I did, yeah. But, I mean, hockey's one of them sports, you know, where players, they move from team to team, the fans bring them in and they love them and they loved in yeah. the room. I mean, similar like with Callum Burnett, who's come down to mm-hmm. Streatham at Chelsea, yeah. he's still loved. But what was with that year at Invicta? Did they not take to you or did you not take to it? No, so I, I believe... I'll be honest, like, while I was there, obviously, I was like, I think that happens with most teams. That I'll, wherever I play, the opposing team's going to hate me. And if I'm there, they're going to love me. I think I'm yeah. one of those players that they um, love to have on their team, don't like to have playing against them kind of thing. Yeah. One of those ones. <laughs> well, it's, um, I mean, your, your junior career was in Slough. Yeah. Um, so, sort of playing from there. And then you've been at Streatham for quite some time in a, in a few yeah. different guises, the Redskins and Red Hawks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um. Have you always been that, that confrontational player? I mean, yeah, so I didn't really like, you know what junior hockey's like, it's non-contact kind of thing, yeah. you're not allowed to play the way I play and stuff, so I, I did struggle in juniors quite a bit. I didn't end up playing a lot of juniors, to be honest with you, because I did spend a lot of time suspended, <laughs> surprisingly. But, um, so I ended up like jumping up to, I was like the Jets equipment boy when they were in the EPL, so I used to just travel around with those guys doing their sticks, helmets, whatever, packing their bags, and then I got a chance to... um train with those guys and then uh, I think Sla- Slava Kulikov was the coach at the time and then he invited me to he watched me at training a little bit and then invited me to play and I ended up just kind of worm my way in through that because mm. I think it's what a lot of people actually people that would sort of see the way you play mm-hmm. they might not actually realise what a good player you actually are I get a lot of think um, you're the enforcer I get a lot of bad press and sort of everywhere I go that is what everyone kind of Says, yeah, I was at Chelmsford not long ago and there was a couple of kids in front of me and they were tapping their parents on the shoulder saying that's a straight and fighter behind them. Like, that's, that's what I get known for the most. But yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't mind that rep? I don't mind it to be fair. I, I love playing old old school hockey. I'm, I'm ashamed I wasn't born a few years back so I could have caught the back end of the EPL and stuff and proper hockey, I'd like to call it. Yeah. So did you, uh, when you were younger then, obviously you weren't allowed to sort of vent those frustrations on the ice. Did you do boxing or anything to combat? No, so I, I've done a bit of boxing and stuff. Like I do enjoy boxing and everything, but just I just I just love the game of hockey and how it's played. Like I love the old school values of hockey, how it was back in the day and stuff. And I kind of just kept that in my game. Like for me, I, f- I felt like that was that's a lot of the reasons why I've been signed for teams and stuff. Obviously, I can play, and people that know hockey know that, but. I feel like a lot of the time I've been signed for that as well, so I've always liked to keep that as part of my um, part of my game for sure. Yeah, and obviously being at Streatham, it kind of it fits being a big game player because you guys have a lot of big games. Yeah, for so, sure. And um, obviously, I would imagine it's, it's more of a uh, you know it's going to happen at some point. But if you get those two points against Romford next Sunday and you're the champions, mm-hmm. that books your place for Coventry at the end of it April. And that is... it won't be Solway this year. It won't be, no. So that's one of the big things with, with um, the Stratton thing is like a kind of dream of mine, if you want to call it that, is I want to win at Coventry. 
and we've made it there twice. And it's not that those two losing those games to Solway, even though they were such a good team, and Luke, we lost, we didn't play our best at all. Both times we've been there, like we definitely didn't play to our standard at all. But they just they were so good, and we just couldn't couldn't match them on the day, kind of thing. No, well, there's quite a gap, actually, isn't there? Between, I mean, we found out weekend just gone that the Britain finals are going to be on April 6th and 7th. Yeah. And the Coventry weekend's not right till the end of April. Right till the end of the month, yeah, it is a bit of a gap. So we're going to have to be uh, dialed in for sure to stay on focus, stay focused for that. Yeah. How does that work, then, when it's uh, off-season? Do you guys have to just train yourselves? Or so I you think we have, like, the sort, you have sort of a month off as soon as the season finishes, and then they'll, they'll be training once a month up to... I think a week before, and then it kind of you jump back into every week again. Mm. But anyone that sees your social media knows that you love the gym, anyway. I do enjoy going to the gym, raising the gym. <laughs> That's half the battle, man. If you can enjoy yeah. it, yeah, then it's uh, is it? Where it did is. that come from then? Because the, I know a lot of players will say that strength and conditioning is becoming a, a massive part of the game. Mm-hmm. But is it is it more that, or is it more looking good for the pup bunnies and whatnot? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know anything about those. <laughs> no, I don't know. Just, I, I just, I take pride in how I look and stuff. I like to. I enjoy going to the gym as well. So I've always kind of stayed in shape and stuff, and I've always enjoyed being around the gym and what it brings. So yeah, that's what it was for me. Yeah, no, but say, so like, say, so if you can enjoy it and then keep it up, that's half the battle done. It is half the battle. Yeah. So your uh, your junior career at Slough, then you said you didn't play. As much as you probably would have liked, because the style didn't no. really suit and whatnot. No, yeah. What first got you started with it? Um, so my uncle, and my mum and uncle played hockey. My nan and granddad had been around the rink as well for years before that, watching the Jets back in the day. Uh, my uncle ended up playing, so did my mum. And we was just, I was at the rink from just a young age. I was just a rink rat, if you want to call it that. <laughs> so I, was just, I grew up in the rink, basically, at Slough. So it just made sense for me to uh, have skates on and start playing. And did the skating ability come quite naturally to you? Um, it's, hard, it's hard to put a pinpoint on that, to be honest with you. I, like, I was on the ice from real young. I think for, like three or four, I was like put on the ice. But, so I guess it just came naturally from there, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously once you get the stick in your hand, you can learn the, the finers of the, the stopping yeah. and turning. <laughs> try, and, try to learn at least, yeah. And the edge work, yeah. <clears throat> so how did, how did the move to Streatham come about? So I had my first, uh, so my cousin played played as well, Stuart Tate. He played um, he played for the Jets for a while. He ended up going to Streatham when I was 16, I believe. So I ended up going over there with him when Warren Ross was the coach there. That was my, sort of my first stint at Streatham. Ended up going back to Slough, you know, to sort of midway through that season um, for some personal issues. And then I went to the Jets after that and then back to Streatham. Romford, Invicta and Streatham after that. Yeah. So, with, and with the Invicta, we'll go back to the Invicta one then. So, yeah. How, how did that come about? So, I was signing Streatham with, uh, Corny was my coach that season. And we was, um, we, he was undecided whether he was going to bring me back and stuff. So, I was like, kind of hanging out to go back there. I wanted to go back to Streatham. Um, I ended up, ended up not uh, going back there. We um, didn't, didn't come to an agreement kind of thing. So then uh, I actually approached Kev late in, late in the off season, and he obviously had, he had a place for me. That's why I decided to go there. Yeah. So do you think they still kind of hold a little bit of fondness for you down there? I, I think if I was to end up playing there again or anything like that, I think they'd they'd be fine. I think most my, 
90% of it, I think, is just like sportsmanship. But um, you get the odd few, which, yeah, That's probably wouldn't like to see me back there. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, this this year, we're only going back only about three or four weeks now, there was quite a controversial mm-hmm. game between Streatham and Invicta. Yeah, there was. That took place at the high road, of which you ended up with a, a four-game suspension, I believe, I after did. that. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? I mean, it's all been dealt with now, so there's no, you know... Yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't say too much, but um, I think if a guy hits someone over the head, which is a bullshit move, by the way, excuse my French, I think if any player does that on any team and that sort of reaction doesn't come from the other team, there's something wrong in that changing room. I think yeah. that was a... I think even not enough was done, in my opinion. He managed to get away unscathed. A couple of their players held out and fought for their team and stuff and done what they had to do. But, I've, yeah, it was a bad move on his behalf and they dealt with it how they yeah. had to. I mean, do you, do you think, though, because it's something I think that's been levelled at a few officials at this level, mm-hmm. that that was all avoidable? I think the, time, the, the timing was real bad. So we were both departing the ice to the changing rooms. So both teams, both the entire teams were on the ice at the time. It probably could have been avoided if the referees had to come in between us and been a bit more stern with guiding us back to our rooms that we sort of ended up guiding towards each other. And then once we were all face-to-face kind of thing, I don't think it could have been avoided. No, because I think it actually... have been avoided if he didn't hit a guy over the head of his fist. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it probably started very early with the, the hit from behind into the boards yeah. that injured yeah. Greg and McCallan. That yeah. probably set the tone, which is why I say, it I think if the, as you said, if the officials would have had that foresight. That it didn't feel like during the game that it was, a lot of people said that he, he lost control of the game. Like, what play, in, well, while he was playing, it didn't feel like he had lost control of the game. I mean, you take the hit from behind, however you want to take it. I mean, the guy got injured. I don't want to say it was soft or this or that, but I mean, the suspension was heavy and I feel like it was a bit too much for what it was. There's, there's a lot of worse, like, worse stuff that goes on and doesn't get called. Yeah, I, th- I think actually a lot of people, including Carl Lennon, said that the 20 games for the hit from behind was incredibly harsh. Yeah, it was um, harsh. I think they were just trying to prove a point to interview. But... Yeah, but w- as you say, when you look at the incidents in on their own, you'd think that hitting someone in the face with a stick is worth yeah. 20 games more than a hit from behind. Way more. I mean, I mean, Victor done the right thing by letting him go and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was just a, it was just a bullshit move in my opinion. Yeah, no, it was a a dark day, should we say? But it was all yeah, and, and sure. as well. The two of you couldn't avoid each other because you had to go there the next night. Yeah, exactly. We had to go there the next night. He didn't play, which I think it was it was going to go one or two ways that game. It was either going to be uh, round two. Round two or nothing, and it ended up being just like kind of getting played out, and everyone was cool. The heads prevailed. Yeah, yeah. Which sometimes, as much as we all love the confrontation of the sport, sometimes that's actually the best way to go. Yeah, I, I feel. I feel like after that, everyone was kind of like had to be on their best behaviour because we were being what both teams would have been being watched after that, and it wasn't worth the 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 press. You want to say? Yeah, because I mean, this is it's it's actually quite annoying to sort of look at it because. As you say, a lot of people that enjoy the sport enjoy the old school elements of the sport. Yeah. But for someone like you that plays that way, mm-hmm. do you end up missing, what, 25, 30% of the season? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been suspended probably every season. I mean, if I was in the league above, 
say I don't think I would be suspended as much. I feel like this is shaking and our league is a little bit different, not as lenient. But yeah, I do spend the majority of the time because of the way I play, because of the way I view the game, suspended. Mm. And is that is that something then that you think you could, in the future, then look at playing at a higher level to allow your game to be played properly? Yeah, so I won't I won't say where or say any names or anything, but I did have an offer to go up last season and the season before. I declined it due to work commitments because obviously the, the travelling mm-hmm. stuff in that league is just it's crazy and obviously it doesn't pay your bills. No. I'm not good enough to be uh, playing full time, unfortunately, so I have to turn it down. It's a real funny little, like a limbo league, really, isn't it? The national league mm-hmm. because yeah. it's I think like quality wise, I think the gap is actually closed between. NIHL one and the national, but that's purely because the amount of national players that can't commit to the travelling that have come down. So I think the like you say, the problem is because it doesn't pay the bills. Hundred percent. But I think a lot of players. I mean, I actually took some elite league in quite recently. The uh, yeah, the the Coventry Blaze Sheffield semi final and a couple of other games that I've managed to sort of catch online. I don't think the levels that far apart. No, so, in my opinion, our league to the league above is like the, I feel like we could kind of compete with maybe maybe a couple of imports short, but like we could compete with like the bottom, bottom level teams in that league. I mean, the jump to the league league is obviously quite a lot bigger, um, which obviously struggles to play against those teams, but mm. yeah, for sure, the gap has definitely closed over the last few years and it's closer than it's ever been. Yeah, well, I mean, the main differences I kind of saw up to the elite is there's there's less icing, for one. Mm-hmm. They kind of keep control of the puck a little bit better. And it's just passing less... the speed, the way they're moving, yeah. Yeah. Constantly moving. Yeah, so, but obviously, you kind of... I always said this sort of thing with football. When you see a Sunday league team, you say, yeah, they could play good football. But if you put them on the, like, the Wembley pitch, then, yeah. then of course they'd be able to play good football. So if you gave you guys, yeah. you know, morning skates and training three, four times a yeah, week... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure you could get there, and that's that where I think. The yeah. yeah, they've got to start closing that gap in this country. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for there's, sure. There's players like you that probably, probably good enough to play full time. You just need to bridge that gap first. Yeah, I mean, if if it wasn't for the, the work commitments and stuff, I'd love to. I mean, obviously, I love playing hockey, love the game, so I would never rule it out. No. Do you follow it recreationally? Uh, I do watch quite a bit of hockey. To be fair, I'm always up watching, checking my dog there, but I was not yeah. up. Yeah, I'm always checking um, online and stuff. I watch uh, the bees at Slough, so just down the road from me as much as I can. And Yeah, I do keep up a little bit. Yeah. Have uh, you got an NHL team? Uh, not one in particular. I mean, I just I follow a few of them. I watch all the highlights all the time every week. So Yeah. So do you, do you see, sort of see that as watching game tape? Where you see that and think, oh, I'm going to try that? I I shoot. I know a lot of the boys. We all tune in just to see see the fights most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I do study a little bit. Yeah. What dog? See what dog have you on. got, by the way? What dog you got? French, French bulldog. Oh, you got a little Frenchie. Yeah, a little Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my uh, my door's closed. Otherwise, mine occasionally comes in and makes an appearance. I've got a yeah. American, American bulldog cross with a staffy. Oh, nice. Bit bigger than mine then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's quite big, but she's uh she's docile. And she's uh, she's getting quite old now. She's actually got like a little touch of dementia. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, really funnily enough, one of your um, long-term rivals in the NHL one's got a Frenchie as well. It must be like a uh, who's a that? Little, Bailey Chitter has also got a little Frenchie. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. No, hello. Look at him. 
<laughs> he's quite he's a love, quite actually. Lover. Yeah, he's quite big for a Frenchie. Yeah. That boy. Enjoys his food. Go on, then. Uh, do you uh, think you've... Uh, have you missed Bailey this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I do speak to him a little bit. Obviously, I'm not 100% on why he didn't come back. But, yeah, I do miss having... Do miss having certain people to play against that will kind of just like play hockey how I feel like it's supposed to be played. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he certainly said that you were sort of one of the one of the toughest opponents that you had when mm-hmm. he was on here last year. Like, say, so I don't yeah. know exactly why he didn't come back. I know he's had his injury yeah. problems. Yeah. Um, I, I did hear he, he could possibly be returning with Romford at some point this year, but that didn't yeah. didn't come to fruition. But, okay. Um, yeah, and also then we caught up at the playoff finals in April last year at Milton Keynes. We caught up very briefly. We did, yeah. And uh, and that ended up being a uh, mm-hmm. a good a good weekend for you guys. Was yeah. that because I think it was a bit um a bit of a tougher game the the, the mm-hmm. year before against Chelmsford. Yeah, it was. Uh, a, unfortunately, Solent come through a really dogged semi final and then yeah. kind of gave you. <laughs> Gifted you the lead in the first 20 seconds. But yeah, that was a great yeah. game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for sure. But that's, uh, do, do you ever feel a real pressure in those final games because everyone's expecting you to win? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's hard to it's, it's hard to not feel any pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're expected to perform a certain way. Obviously, we know we've got a job to do, but like the added pressure of the, the, the actual weekend and stuff, and it kind of builds up and yeah, it's, it is hard. Yeah, do you, do you like the the showpiece weekend? Do you think it's better than having a two two legger? Um, it is it is good. I, I I wish our playoffs would be a little bit longer, like over four over four games maybe. I mean, that's extra travelling for everyone. They probably wouldn't agree, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I well, do wish it went on a little bit longer, like a series yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think at least a three game series would be would yeah. be brilliant, particularly for the semis yeah, and final. Sure. But then, yeah. um, so what what do you think about? I'm with you on that. Yeah, what do you think about having one and two together at Ali Pali this year? It'll be a long old day on that Saturday. Yeah, well, I haven't. You know what? It's, I feel like it's a good venue to have it. At. I haven't been there for years, like since Southeast training back in the day. Like I feel they've got plexiglass now, haven't they? So they have, yeah. A bit more updated and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it'll be good because they fill they fill that rink up for their games anyway. So I think the added people inside will create a better atmosphere and a better weekend for everyone to come and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, it's. I'm going to be chatting with the guys at 4,000 Counting later this week about about it because I sort of said in the last episode of this that I don't mind the idea. I think it's a great sort of idea to mix the two mm-hmm. together because the Milton yeah. Keynes finals have not been particularly well supported over the last few years. Obviously, Stretton no, the ring's empty. I mean, it's such a such a big venue as well, and the location and everything. And MK don't obviously make it, and yeah, yeah. But I mean, Chelsea travel quite well. Stratton always travel well. Yeah. I think if you were to have all of it in Milton Keynes, you'd probably go quite close to filling that rink. Yeah, for sure. If it was all, all combined into one, yeah, for sure, you'd have a better chance. But where it's split, yeah, but not as much. that's not available that weekend because the National League playoff groups are in full exactly. swing. So I think yeah. it was either that or Cardiff, and Cardiff means everyone's got to travel. Yeah, that's hotel rooms and staying up. Yeah, well, I was looking earlier uh, for myself because I, I mean, I, I think I was talking with Joe Scutts at NHL Stats that mm-hmm. if it's all if it's all eight teams in each league, or perhaps even the the ten from the the national and eight uh, national two, sorry, 
And from mm. Britain, you're looking at like 35 tickets per club. Oh, wow. Which is not a lot. <laughs> yeah, because they always kind of put it out to everybody because, you know, everyone should want to come and see that showpiece weekend. Whereas, I mean, yeah. if it just in the Britain division, if it just went to, you know, the four that qualified for mm-hmm. the finals and the four that qualified from the Wilkinson, so eight teams, you'd be looking at about 150 tickets per team. Right. Which I'm sure they would all sell. Yeah, for sure. So then I'm thinking, well, I'm going to need a ticket. I don't know if I'm going to get media accreditation this year, so yeah. I need to be there in something. So that's going to be a rush for ticket. Early. And I was looking for hotels. It's like 200 quid. Yeah, it's an expensive weekend for anyone. <laughs> yeah, because you're in North London, I suppose. It sort of just yeah. puts it up a little bit. But as you said, I think it's an iconic venue. It's it's one of the best venues in London. Yeah. Um, and But after the hockey is finished, I think Underworld are playing in the other room. Oh, really? So we can all go get, like, lager, lager, yeah. lager. <laughs> go, go and party, depending on how the weekend goes. Yeah. Well, I'll be in there regardless. But. <laughs> but I've had a few questions come in. Um, yeah. As, as I said in the last episode, it, there, there's, a, there's a theme. Obviously, there's a theme. Yeah. And uh, most people would like to know the toughest player that you've played. P- played or fought? Or do, do both. Toughest player I've played. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna take it along the lines of like the best, like kind of the best player I've played against. That would probably be Frankie Bakerlik. Yeah. I mean he is just ridiculous, especially when he first came over. Like when he played at Slough, I was on the team when he played for Slough, and like that guy's just yeah, just built different. Um, the toughest guy I've fought is Chris Wiggins. An adult, by the way, which everyone accuses me of fighting kids all the time. That's yeah, Paints is in pretty, here with that one. Yeah, a, pr- <laughs> a, pretty, a pretty tough guy, yeah. So, um, if people could note that down, that would be nice. <laughs> accuse me of stop picking on kids that wear cages. Well, there was, there was when, we, when we spoke in April at the playoffs. You did have a little tear-up with Archie Salisbury last year. I did, yeah. He surprised me. He surprised me, to be fair. I mean, I didn't... Get to get set or, or anything like. And by the time I realised what I was doing, like he was obviously can throw a little bit. So I feel like if we squared off and everything, it'd be a little bit different. But yeah, he's done real good. Yeah, I was like, only sixteen at the time. He's doing quite well. Was, yeah. now. Def- definitely surprised me. <laughs> but no, hopefully that should uh, that should set up, uh, who's asked all that. Zach Ball, Adam Hamilton, Justin Wilson, all, all sort of asked that similar line of question. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Perrett has asked, "What do you love about Streatham?" Oh, well, I'm not sure. Um, fan, the fan, fan base for sure, because the rent gets filled up most weekends. The boys there, I think the change room we've got at Streatham always has been like unreal. That's what I, I enjoy. Like, obviously, you want to play for a good team, but like having a good structure in the change room and a good, a good background in the room and stuff. That's obviously what matters the most. And yeah, that's probably well, that's probably why. You have got a really good mix of youth and experience in, in the Stratton roster at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like with the, the Lane boys down sort of the younger end, and then obviously with Ryan Watt, yourself, Sam Waller, you've got... Yeah, yeah we've got good, good, depth, good depth and experience, for sure. Yeah, and all over the ice as well, you've got that in D, in the forwards, in, in nets yeah. as well. You've got some, some really quality players. No wonder that you're top of the league, really. It's, yeah, yeah. It's And it's always been everyone else's job to try and sort of challenge you, and I think... Yeah. This year they've probably had a bit more of a challenge than you've had the last couple of years. I mean, the league's been a lot better and tougher this year, and we can't like we've had to come away from playing cute, if you want to call it that. We've had to 
play to our systems and stuff a lot more and we have been challenged by numerous teams even obviously as you know we lost to Oxford and stuff like that mm. um so yeah the league's definitely tightened up and got better and doesn't allow us to play how we used to so we've had to get more gritty and that kind of thing yeah and in fairness to to, to you as a team every time that you do lose which I say is, is rare Pates just he does say we just didn't stick to our systems yeah he, he won't be one for excuses he'll uh Say it how it is, and he mm. always will. No, which is, uh, yeah, he, he's, he, he has asked why do you always pick on kids, but we're there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to block him from the chat, get him out of here. <laughs> uh, no Williams has asked, what flex of stick do you use? Uh, I actually use a 77 flex. Better for better for slap shots or? For I, I, cut quite, I, I cut my stick down quite a bit, so by the time I cut it down, to, I've got a little bit of flex still there. To help me on my shooting. <laughs> yeah, so you like a like a shorter stick. Yeah, I use quite a short stick to be fair. It's like well under my shin. To be fair. Mm, I'd probably have to have one like a. Yeah, I mean, I'm only five for eight. I'm gonna need some. The help the help help. Stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna need some help getting it. She did ask another question as well, uh, Nia Williams. That was really really good. I just need to find it because it was a. Uh, I replied to her and said that I love that question. It's it's nice to get uh, get different ones every now and again. Yeah. I have to find it. There she is. Uh, according to Elite Prospects, you are second in franchise history for overall penalty minutes taken. Have you ever considered playing in a more physical league in Europe? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, if you ask anyone that knows me, I would fight anyone, whether I'm going to win or lose. I don't pick and choose who I'm going to fight. Mm. So I definitely would. I mean, obviously with the work and stuff, I, I, it's not um, it's not realistic. But if I ever did have the opportunity to go and do something like that, I definitely would. I'd probably get my lunch fed to me, but it's definitely <laughs> worth a go. <laughs> have you ever done any hockey camps abroad to experience hockey in Europe? No, just played over here. I didn't really want to go over to America. And so I did. My, sort of my family asked me when I was younger if I wanted to go over there and do all that stuff. But a lot of the boys that go over there end up coming up, coming back and just playing in the league we're in. So I just kind of wanted to stay here and make a name here. Yeah. And you, you said earlier, of course, you did um, South East at Ali Pali. Mm-hmm. Have you got an opinion on the conference versus the new draft setup they're doing for junior hockey? I haven't, I haven't seen it. How's it, how's it work? Well, from what I understand, the, the draft thing is like the coaches just send in a list of who are the best players and they're sorted into sort of four different teams right. and they play each other a couple of times. Whereas I, so I know the guys at 4,000 Count and have done a big sort of spread on it. Mm-hmm. And it, from everyone in the game, it always just seems like the, the old showcases was just the best way to do it and have right. the conferences. Um, it's weird. Back when I, when I played South East and stuff, we used to have to go to trials. I mean, maybe the team was picked before. I don't know how it works, like the nitty-gritty kind of side of it. But, I mean, we had to go to trials for probably four or five trial sessions, and then they kind of picked their last ones that they wanted to look at, and you get picked like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can build a good team on just talent alone. No, you need so to I feel like the trial. Yeah, I feel like the trials were um, a good way to do it, but... Yeah, no, I think... I think England ice hockey are actually opening up to taking a little bit of criticism on, on stuff they've done that people are saying mm-hmm. isn't working quite quite so well. Um, so I can sort of hopefully look at changing it. Yeah. But, so after um, 
obviously you've got the uh, the league pretty much sewn up, sort of two points to go. Then you've got the cup final coming yeah. up against Stra- uh, Slough, sorry. So you've got, yeah. got a good chance of getting a double secured by the end of February. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, ex- I'm Slough are such a good such a good team. I feel like I feel like that's going to be a, a tough, tough, tough weekend. And that could go either way. As you know, they've beaten us, we've beaten them. Yeah, so, it could be incredibly tight. It could be tight. I mean, the early games you want to be playing and the tight ones like that is what you play hockey for. So that would be a good weekend of hockey, like proper stuff. Yeah, and then, of course, we've got this uh, extra cup as well that, that will be done before the end of the season. Is that the Britain, Britain, I think it's the Britain Cup? cup. Yeah, or the South the Cup. That's, um, We're losing track of them all now. <laughs> yeah, I think there's only six teams in it. I don't think that MK or... Uh, Solent are in it. All right. But that's lining up to be a very competitive one. Yeah. So, for sure. And then of course we've got the playoffs, so you've you've got the chance of doing all four. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that'll be the goal to win all of them. Is that and is that the goal every year at Stratton? Win everything you possibly 100%, can. Hundred percent. Every every trophy we're every game we're playing. Not not even just trophies. Every game we're playing is looked at as a title game or something like that. Like we want to win every game and make a mark like that. Excellent stuff. Well, yeah. mate, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's uh, good no, we've sort of had a proper sit down and a longer chat rather than a couple of minutes we had at Milton Keynes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> last year. Um, I wish you all the best of luck for the rest of the year. There's going to be some Thanks cracking games much. coming up. Yeah. And um, if I don't get lynched by the Chelmsford fans, I'll come and say hello when you're in, uh, when you're in touch. <laughs> no worries. So, yes. I know Ziggy Beasley said to me, he was like, nah, you're a, you're a Stratum Ultra now. I was like, don't tell me that. <laughs> that guy with football. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a good man. Brandon Miles, thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. A massive thank you to Brandon for joining me on the podcast. Uh, as I said in there, we did catch up very briefly at the Milton Keynes playoff finals last year. But nice to get down and have a proper chat with him. As he, as he, as he said, do you know what? He misses a lot of the season due to suspension, which is a real shame because he is a real quality hockey player. I've seen sort of a few people online saying, oh, you know, I wish he didn't fight because then you'd sort of see more of him. I just don't think you can take that out of his game. Um, so I think if a lot of people can kind of sort of enjoy that old school hockey style and, and watch him play and appreciate actually that one, he's a really good player and two, he's a really tough guy as well, which is great, especially for the younger guys that, that play for Streatham. I can imagine they kind of feel a little sense of invincibility because he'll always kind of be there to back them up and he'll have their back at all times. But yeah, he's, he is a great lad. He's, he's a really nice fella as well and a great hockey player. So it's always great to have those guys in our division and guesting on the podcast, which is absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 81. It's now in the bank. Next week, we have got the match reports from all of this weekend's games. Uh, we ran the fixtures through on episode 80. So there's a big one coming up. There's a precursor to the cup final as the Slough Jets and the Stratton Redhawks go head-to-head at the hangar. So looking forward to that after Slough's 3-2 win at Stratton Weekend just gone. Uh, and then next week, we will be joined by Rachel Cartwright from uh, GB Senior Ladies, Queen Bees. Absolutely fantastic player. If, honestly, if you watch some of these ladies play, the skill they have on the puck is absolutely brilliant. She's uh, And she's certainly in that bracket. Can't wait to talk to Rachel. That'll be a really good episode to get out. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow in on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, X, Threads, Snapchat, TikTok. If they make any more, I might even chuck a LinkedIn on there. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to see stuff what I do for work, which isn't massively interesting. Uh, And then, of course, later this week, uh, it might even be out before this. Depends. I'll be catching up with the guys at 4,000 and counting as well, which will be nice. 
sort of Nicky returning the favour after Nicky came on zero pucks uh, back in the day. I'll be joining those guys at some point this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.